0: That's a tough pivot for an IT shop, people who are writing line-by-line code every single day to recognize that their world is changing right before them. Um, But we're determined to do that uh, because that world is changing.
1: Today on the Daily Scoop podcast from the Scoop News Group, cybersecurity's role in digital transformation at the General Services Administration, and GSA's support of the tech priorities in the president's management agenda. It's Tuesday, August 8th, 2023. Welcome to the Daily Scoop podcast, where you'll hear the latest news and trends facing government leaders. I'm the host of the Daily Scoop podcast, Billy Mitchell. Here's what's happening now. The government is struggling to track its AI, and that's a problem. That's the headline of a new exclusive investigation brought to you on FedScoop. Our team explored efforts to inventory artificial intelligence uses within major federal agencies and came to the conclusion that they have so far been inconsistent, creating a patchwork understanding of the government's use of the budding technology. FedScoop reviewed how more than 20 larger CFO Act agencies are inventorying their AI technology as required by a 2020 Trump administration executive order. The findings showed a lack of standardization across the government. And while some agencies offer detailed inventories, other provided little information and some failed to list use cases disclosed publicly elsewhere. Make sure to tune into Thursday's episode of the podcast as we'll have the reporters from that story joining me for a discussion on the major takeaways and findings they gleaned along the way. And finally, on the topic of AI, it appears that the State Department is no longer pursuing an artificial intelligence project that aimed to test the statistical relationship between social media activity overseas and activity by violent extremist organizations. The shuttered pilot is one of several initiatives disclosed in the agency's AI use case inventory and is still listed on the State Department website. But a spokesperson told Fedscoop that the department is no longer pursuing it, but wouldn't say why. You can read more about these stories and more at Fedscoop.com. As federal agencies progress towards IT modernization, cybersecurity is a hallmark of those journeys, one that must be baked in from the start. David Shives, CIO of the General Services Administration, spoke with The Daily Scoop about how his office is going about building out a zero trust security architecture across the agency via a new cybersecurity solicitation that's on the street now. During our conversation, he also emphasized the importance of upskilling the workforce for the ongoing digital transformation across the federal government and how GSA is supporting the Biden administration's major tech initiatives like those in the president's management agenda by leading by example. Dave, always good to see you. Welcome to the podcast.
0: Thanks. It's great to be here. Appreciate the opportunity to have the conversation today.
1: Well, it's been a while since we've caught up, and I I think there's a lot to talk about on all the tech modernization and other work you're doing to improve IT within the general services administration for the public, things like digital experience and others. And obviously, uh, cybersecurity is a big topic as well, and it plays a key role in how that tech transformation is implemented safely and securely. So uh, let's start with that as our... uh, initial topic today. How are you addressing cybersecurity as you uh, take on some of your new modernization initiatives at GSA?
0: Uh, Great question, Billy. Thanks for asking it. Um, So for a number of years now, we've been running GSA IT like a business uh, here at GSA. As with some of our other tech delivery disciplines within my shop, um, we are increasingly running cyber as a business within GSA and GSA IT using a service center model. It's been especially helpful to scale up and down and uh, scale rapidly um, to expand as the GSA business portfolio expands and as individual products need more or less DevSecOps support. You know, GSA's mission is pretty extensive. Um, We're focusing on delivering value and savings in real estate acquisition technology and other mission support services across government. It's a broad mission and cyber has to be baked into every part of it, including cyber defensive ops in IT and OT for our facilities management and construction domains. Cyber supply chain risk management, the acquisition and services domains into data domains like privacy and records management for policy making. Um, and directly into technology products and services we provide for our agency partners. Um, Cyber is baked into every single thing, every bit of product and service that we provide here at GSA. Our vision, of course, is to do that in the most effective and secure way possible. Like many organizations in government and out in industry, we've had a traditional perimeter based cybersecurity model for, for how we operate. But as the last few years have shown, the adversaries of the United States are good at what they do and traditional approaches to cyber and network defense are no longer commensurate with those threats that they present to us as a government. So we've raised our security bar integrating zero trust concepts into everything we do at the IT security and assurance levels across four main domains. That's people, devices, data and applications. Our zero trust architectures and principles have presented an opportunity for a pivot. And that pivot is uh, we've evolved from that traditional perimeter-based compliance oriented model to a zero trust architecture that considers resources and accesses as fundamentally untrusted. Instead of verifying devices um, at the perimeter, we verify everything and anything attempting to access anything within GSA Um, and we do that continually. This represents one of the key changes from the traditional model that we've been operating against. We're pretty far along and are seeing the results that we hoped for, but to help us get across the finish line, we recently released a solicitation to improve the way we deliver cyber services. As I've said a bunch of times before, we can't be successful without our industry partners, so we're asking for some help.
1: That's great. And I'm glad you could mention that solicitation. And I'd love to hear more about what you are trying to solve with that latest solicitation on the journey to zero trust.
0: Yeah, it's a lot. So bear with me here. Um, so uh, it's it's still out on the street. So I have to be thoughtful about what I say here um, to prepare, provide that fair and equitable acquisition experience for anybody who might like to do work with us. But there's some things that I can say. Um, the scope. Uh, of requirements, covers the full suite of IT cybersecurity support services. We've developed some maturity um, with cyber here at GSA, and we're looking for partners that can um, demonstrate uh, mature uh, cyber operations um, in their past and uh, help us lean pretty far forward with the use of cyber and protecting the business interests of GSA. Um, That support model that we uh, have asked for looks to deliver a unified defensible cybersecurity um, boundary with focus on operational excellence. They have to be able to demonstrate that they can drive down risks, strengthen resilience within the enterprise, and maintain effective and compliant programs. to facilitate innovation. That's kind of one of the hallmarks here at GSA. So they need to be able to deploy and um, defend in that uh, uh, attitude of innovation um, that's resident here at GSA. The scope's pretty broad, Uh, zero trust architectures, security delivery via product versus services orientation, infrastructure and security as code security operations is key to what we do true enterprise security, visibility, um, security automation and augmentation. Um, We've been doing that for a long time here at GSA. Um, And so uh, a a successful vendor needs to be able to demonstrate some expertise there and help us out there. Um, They need to be able to help us run our security operations center and incident response centers, Um, be able to do cyber threat intelligence, um, demonstrate some value there, be able to do cyber threat hunting, um, and then because we've been doing DevSecOps here at GSA for a long time, using Agile for a long time, they need to fit seamlessly into that because they're the SEC in DevSecOps. Um, and then increasingly in our Zero Trust architecture, we're spending more time and attention into the application security um, layer. And so our vendors need to be able to work effectively in that. And then all the typical stuff like help us with FISMA reporting and OMB reporting and assessments and things like that. So pretty broad, pretty broad. Um, Anybody who uh, works with us on this engagement is going to be able to do some pretty exciting things at a pretty large scale.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't sound like there's much that's not included in that solicitation. (laughs) Yep. Uh, So changing topics a bit. uh, I know you and GSA, uh, writ large, are very passionate about the topic of the tech workforce. There's a lot of great initiatives ongoing across the agency. And, you know, as technology business priorities and customer expectations are changing rapidly, how are you preparing your workforce to better manage and deliver successful technology projects that are in line with, you know, some of the goals you have in modernization?
0: Yeah, so you've tapped into one of kind of my passion areas, I learned early in my career, Billy, that, um, you know, tech done for tech's sake doesn't have a lot of value. It's really about the people, not only the people we serve with our tech products and services, um, but the people that are helping do that service. So we pour a lot of time and attention into our people to get them ready for, for now, and also for the future. So we're finding that we need to continually develop in that same way where IT does continuous um, improvement, we need to carry that model into our workforce, our people. So we need to continually be developing human capital strategies that ensure that our team has the skills uh, for now and for the future. Um, We've worked very closely with our Office of uh, Human Resource Management run by Jeff Lau. Um, to develop long-term strategies to recruit and train and develop our IT professionals, that you know that help them be successful in a world of agile, in a world of DevSecOps, uh, but increasingly will help them be successful in instead of writing code, speaking code into existence, and more importantly, um, eventually speaking digital business capability into existence. That's a tough pivot for an IT shop, people who are writing line by line code every single day to recognize that their world is changing right before them. Um, But we're determined to do that um, because that world is changing. Um, The need to be able to understand the command line code um, is rapidly dissolving right before our very eyes. And um, And I feel a certain obligation to make sure our workforce is ready, um, ready for that change. And we're looking for partners that will help us um, as well. Um, We continue to train our people in Agile because Agile now is very different than what Agile was five years ago and 10 years ago when we first started using Agile. Um, And so we're keeping them current in the latest, you know, uh, practical um, delivery practices um, in that community. Um, We are... uh, doubling down on something we learned hot and heavy a number of years ago, and that is um, that change management, customer experience, design thinking, focus groups, journey mapping, um, that is all key to successful IT delivery, regardless of how you're doing, whether you're writing code or speaking code into existence, um, that human interface between the technology you're providing. And the usability of what you're providing uh, remains the pinnacle, the very top of um, what's important to us. And so we continue to train our people um, that that's the right thing to do. And that needs to be their North Star when they're delivering technology solutions. Um, We're finding that communication is key, um, that uh, making sure our people can explain the business value of what they're doing, um, of any technology thing. Uh, if we can't demonstrate business value, then why are we doing it? And having technologists who are um, good and savvy at being able to have those communications is key. So we'll continue to give them the skills necessary to be able to do so.
1: That's great. Um, and then pivoting finally to you know another topic that I know is near and dear to yours and GSA's uh, larger heart. Uh, Is the president's management agenda? And, uh, you know, OMB has outlined a number of priorities with the PMA and various executive orders related to improving technology management, cyber, and CX. And I'm curious, you know, with the administration's push to digital transformation, modernization, and all these other topics we talked about today, how are you supporting that as sort of this central mechanism to drive those tech priorities and sharing lessons learned with other federal agencies as sort of this? You know, I know it doesn't deem itself as a center of excellence, but GSA sort of serves that role for a lot of other agencies in the federal government.
0: Right. Um, so it's funny. Uh, I've been around for a while. And uh, whenever PMA comes out, I always take a look and say, what are the GSA equities, we always have a lot of equities in in PMA. And and that's a good thing. Uh, we're so close to the White House, I, I it feels like sometimes they can throw up a window and say, hey, GSA, we want you to do this. And we're close enough that we hear it and we we take it and run it. This, um, this agenda is no different. Um, we see that uh, they have asked us to play a major role in things like tech modernization, cyber, customer experience, uh, DEIA. These are important places, not only in 21st century business, but here in government and specifically in the tech space. Um, the world continues to get more digital and rely continues to rely on online services. And so we're, uh, we have an obligation to make sure that our tech is working for the people, the people that live in that kind of modern digital world. Um, we see tech as an enabler for that, a force multiplier, and a way to optimize government. And we're super excited that we have some equities in that PMA that ask us to think about that very thing. Um, I think I may have, said, may have said this to you previously. We don't do tech for people's sake. Or for um, tech's sake, we do it for people's sake. Um, With the help of GSA Tech products and services, um, we're finding ways for the citizens we serve to connect to government. Um, We're making our digital services simpler, more accessible, more equitable, and more secure, um, while maintaining our core requirements like protecting national security and government assets and personal privacy and things like that. Um, These are all outlined well in the PMA and a number of executive orders, and GSA has a number of um, equities in those space. Um, We've been asked to use our digital tools and data to improve the delivery of public value, using ourselves first as a proving ground. We don't do to our agency partners or to our citizens what we haven't tried on ourselves first, Um, and then finding the things that work really well and scaling those outcomes. Login.gov is a perfect example of that. Um, and we do those through you know, direct technology engagements through the Federal Acquisition Service. I'm sorry, through the Technology Transformation Service or through acquisition vehicles through the Federal Acquisition Service. Our centers, centers of excellence in TTS um, help agencies accelerate mon- and IT modernization, um, usually by using commercially available solutions, but more importantly, by taking people who've done it before, and applying that to the problem that government's trying to solve one of the great things about centers of excellence Um, and we've been asked to upgrade and secure the government's digital infrastructure through the technology modernization fund Um, that is a 10x um, uh, fund here in government designed not to solve the problems of government but to create the Um, Playbooks and to assess what works at government, so that government can then make larger, full-scale investments in people and time and money based on proof that things have actually worked. That's the whole reason TMF is uh, is designed, and uh, and they're earning really great things like um, helping USDA speed up its inspection process to feed more Americans and expanding awareness of the child tax credit and stuff. All stuff that's been funded by. TMF, um, and meant to be uh, a design playbook for um, how to do modernization at scale across the government. You know, Billy, in the end, every interaction between the government and the public we serve as a chance to demonstrate that we can deliver what the people need right when they need it. And our goal is to use modern tech to optimally deliver these services to the public in ways they're familiar with in, in their ev- everyday lives. That's one of the keys to the executive orders and the PMA that we've seen, um, is our government's trying to do that. It's trying to reflect its best self to the citizens that we serve using tech and the ways they do in their everyday lives.
1: Well, I'm sure we could take any number of those topics between the EOs or the TMF or you name it and talk endlessly, but I know you're a busy guy (laughs) and we got to let you go. So Dave, thank you so much for your time today. Always a pleasure to catch up and uh, hopefully we can uh, do this again soon.
0: Great. Thanks, Billy. Really enjoyed the conversation today.
1: You can learn more about GSA's digital transformation at thedailyscooppodcast.com. The Daily Scoop Podcast is available on all podcast platforms. If you've already rated the podcast on your platform of choice, thanks so much. High ratings and good reviews of the show help more people to find it. The Daily Scoop Podcast is a production of the Scoop News Group in Washington, D.C. Adam Butler and Carlin Fisher help put the show together, and the entire Scoop News Group team contributes. We'll be back again Thursday with a new episode. Until then, I'm your host, Billy Mitchell. Thanks so much for listening.